podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. Today we're looking back at Forest's away win at Peterborough United. Uh, Forest lined up with an unchanged team from the win, the, uh, win against West Brom on Bank Holiday Monday night. Uh, that meant Sam Sturridge was continuing up front and he scored the solitary goal, which, were, which was enough to earn Forrest all three points. Uh, Forest fans travelled in huge numbers again, hoping to replicate the famous Peterborough away win of 1994, which earned Forest victory and uh, promotion to the Premier League. Um, the reports vary from 3,600 up to 100,000 Forest fans being there, but we'll see. Uh, uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the one of those was our very own Stephen Topless. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Hi. How so? How was it? Uh, was it was it a fun day out? Yeah, fun day out. And you you mentioned it there. The the numbers of Forest fans. It was it was the away end plus the side of the main stand which I was in. So it was a good forest takeover, and I reckon there. Were, there I think officially there was about three thousand eight hundred, but there were forest fans dotted all around the ground. So I, I'd say it's probably closer to four thousand who were there at London Road. Yeah, this week especially, I've I've met so many people who've said, "Oh yeah, I was at Peter in nineteen ninety four. So by by that count, there would have been about at least half a million forest fans there that week that weekend as well. So every every other person you meet saying, "Yeah, I was at Peterborough in 1994." I think that this this might turn into a similar scenario. Um, so a one nil victory, Stephen. Did, I mean, maybe not what you'd expect given the respective league positions of the two clubs. Maybe would have expected a more more uh, higher goal scoring affair with a, a bigger win for Forest. Um, but was it was it as a as tight as the scoreline suggests, or was it was it more of an entertaining one uh, 0 victory for Forest? Um, I don't think it was one of Forest's most free flowing performances. We struggled to build waves of attacks. Certainly early on, it was the um, you know the moves just breaking down, not quite hitting the same stride as we did against West Brom. But overall, it was a decent game of football, and Peterborough up until yesterday, still had a chance of staying up. So they were always going to fight and make it difficult and and, and fight for every ball and, and just try and get what they could out of the game. And actually, it was a very competitive match, given the, the league positions of the two teams. Um, I thought Peterborough gave a good account of themselves, but the key thing for Forrest in our position was just to carry on winning. And we found the goal and, and the moment that we needed in order to to win the game and take three points. Yeah. Um, there was a few scarce for us in the first half as well, though, weren't there? Um, Peter gave it a good go. Yeah, they had a, um, they had a, an opportunity. I think it might have been Johnson Clark Harris, um, who was played in, in front of goal and Samba came out and blocked the shot with his legs. And that was a big save. And I think that was at nil nil as well. So it was quite a crucial one to keep the scores level. Um, yeah, so it, we had there were there were moments like that for Peterborough, but the save was made there by Samba, and I think in the second half as well, Smodix and it had a shot that was aimed at the at the bottom corner, and it was going in, but Samba got down well to to stop it, and they were the big Peterborough chances I think on the day, and 
they they didn't quite take them and we managed to take our chance when it came along which was the the big difference yeah did we create anything before the goal was there any clear-cut chances for us before Sam Surridge's goal there were a few crosses into the box and looking threatening from corners it was a you know Brennan Johnson had got away down the right hand side flashed a ball across and was just couldn't get on the end of it so there were there were a few moments where we were where we were getting close without getting the shots on target and and really f- fashioning the opportunities yeah um and so to the goal itself can you describe that for us Stevie? yeah so the ball comes to brendan johnson on the left hand side probably more of an unfamiliar position that, that we've seen him in this season but he whips a beautiful ball across into into a perfect area good flight on it it's bending away from the keeper and Sam Surridge steals in at the back post to nod it home and and he gets that right inside the post as well it's a lovely lovely finish from Surridge again we're saying that quite a lot about him his his finishing is so good and there he was again stepping up he'd obviously started against West Brom and kept his place which I was pleased to see and he repaid Steve Cooper again with the goal and he took that well and the time it came about sort of five minutes before half time I think was crucial for us it just allowed us to have that that lead going into the break and even though we'd not been at our best we'd taken the real opportunity that we that we needed to when it came along. Yeah, so that goal from Sam Sturridge is a perfect way to end the first half. So, Stephen, the second half, having been booted by that goal just before half-time, were, were Forrest more able to get into the game and produce more flowing football? Um, there were some better moments from Forrest in that second half. I think Peterborough did come out, certainly early doors, and try to to get the equaliser and and try and press Forrest a bit higher up the pitch, which I think they did. And they still made it made life difficult for Forrest. We couldn't really get the the uh, the um the kind of flow moves that we got going against West Brom, but we did improve in that second half. Joe Loddy came on and he was bright and lively and he was all over the pitch trying to make things happen. Lewis Graben came on as well. He had the big opportunity, which we might come to in a second, but I'll I'll come to some of the fans who were sat around me because there was quite a bit of frustration from some of them. Now, you know, they obviously wanted to see Forrest win and play well, and perhaps we weren't at at the levels that we've been at at certain points this season. And yeah, some fans were getting frustrated with that, but at the same time, we were comfortable in the game. It didn't feel like we were going to lose or throw it away at any point, despite Peterborough's best effort. So I think on the day, a bit more perspective was needed that we're playing a team fighting for their lives or more or less their last chance to, to get points to stay up. So, yeah, they're going to make it difficult for us and they are going to come out and and have a go at least. And I think we, we dealt with that well. Defensively, give it apart from one or two little moments we did we did well as I think there was a ball in the air that Worrell kind of it scooped up off him and he struggled to struggled to clear it and that presented a chance for for Peterborough which they didn't take so yeah there was a few frustrating moments but at the same time it wasn't too damaging and felt reasonably comfortable overall watching the game 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you describe it as the archetypal uh, or gritty 1-0 away win when you're not necessarily playing well, but is so important when you're going for a championship or for promotion. Um, I can understand fans' frustration when, when because the heights Forest have reached in some games, it's, um, it's, it's really quite amazing. We wouldn't have, we've said it many times already this season, you wouldn't have believed that this set of players would be able to play football like that. So having seen them play that level of football and some of the great goals they score, it is frustrating when... Um, they don't get the flowing football going. But three points is three points, and we carry on. Um, just uh, You mentioned Lewis Graben came on there, um, and he, he had a good chance to um, score a goal. Uh, but also, I hear he may have picked up an injury as well towards the end. Yeah, it feels like... Um, I don't know if it's a bit of a, a groin strain or something. Um, I, did, I didn't... Obviously, being in Peterborough, didn't get a chance to hear Steve Cooper's post-match interview but yeah it does sound like he's 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 aggravated something niggled something and that could be him out again for a few more games um which would be a bit of a concern because then that leaves Sam Surridge as our only striker and as good as he's been if something happens to him then you know we're 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 kind of back to where we were when Graben first picked up his injury and we were worried about you know, where are the goals going to come from and are we going to fall apart a bit because of it? But hopefully the uh, the players take a, a leaf out of Scott McKenna's book and Joe Worrell's book with their uh, miraculous recoveries and Lewis Graben's back sooner rather than later because, you know, it, his quality and experience, that's still going to play a crucial part towards the, as we, we go into this really crucial part of the season. Yeah, I think just the sheer number of games we're playing now, sort of catching up on on one or two of the players and sort of players coming back from injury as well and maybe not wanting to go into high-intensity games so quickly, but we've got no choice. Um, so, But hopefully, as a, maybe, I don't know, maybe half a dozen games left in the season, see, see how it goes. We can Let's just hope we can get a good enough team out there to uh, win all the games. So just talk us through that Lewis Graben chance, Stephen. Yeah, it came with... It, it started actually with Graben. He had the ball in the middle of the of the field. He played it out to Joe Lolly on the left-hand side. Lolly carries it forward. Graben makes his run into the box. Lolly presents the ball, pulls it across for, for Graben, who's coming onto it first time. That's really the only thing he could do as well. But he, he, he side-foots it over the bar. And that was unfortunate. I think the one thing missing from yesterday was that second goal. If we could have got that second goal, just to put a cushion on it, I think, yeah, we would have probably felt a bit more satisfied with the with the performance in the day. And it would have been nice as well to have got a goal in front of all those Forest fans in the in the away end at that end of the stadium. That would have been nice. One in front of the travelling fans that we could uh, kind of wrap the game up with. That would have been great. But in the end it you know, it didn't it didn't cost us and we we still got the one nil. So yeah, we can't be uh, can't be too downbeat about that. So, a happy day for Forrest, but um, to every ying, there's a yang. And the day ended with relegation for Peterborough. Uh, what was the atmosphere like for the home fans? The atmosphere was, I think Forrest were, the Forest fans were louder. I didn't hear too much from the Peterborough fans during the game. Um, but there was one moment late in the second half where... One of the Forest fans in the Peterborough end unfurled a flag, Forest flag, and I think some Peterborough fans 
took exception to that, as you would do, although I wouldn't advocate what comes next. There were punches thrown and stewards flying in. And yeah, it, was a, it turned a little bit ugly, actually. And that's a side that we don't like to see. It's, it's the old adage, if, you, if you're in a home end, you sit on your hands and just, you know, play it safe. But um, yeah, that was bit of a bit of a shame really because yeah you don't you don't like to see those kind of unsavory scenes and um especially when when they're a team as well that's you know about to be relegated losing the game it's just it's just a bit silly doing things like that if it was the other way around and a team was doing that fan was doing that at the city ground i think you know it wouldn't it wouldn't go down very well and yeah just a bit of a shame that one really um so that left Forest in fourth position in the league. Um, more or less, the playoffs are secured now. In, in theory, Borough can still catch us on goal difference, but it will take a Sabri, the Mushi type collapse from Forest to uh, allow that to happen. So let's not count our chickens. We've seen it happen once. It, yeah. it could happen again. Um, mathematical, let's, yeah. Yeah. So err on the side of caution, don't we? Yeah, and Sheffield United can still catches as well. Um, in terms of automatic promotion, uh, Tuesday night seems to be the pivotal night. Um, Bournemouth are away at Swansea and Forest are away at Fulham. If Swansea beat Bournemouth and Forest beat Fulham, it's still all on for us. If the opposite happens, it's probably all over. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll so well, as, as I always say, time will tell. And let's keep our fingers crossed that uh, we can keep it going for at least for another week or so, that dream of automatic promotion. Thanks, Stephen. Um, So the Forest promotion bandwagon rolls on for at least another few days. We'll be back after Tuesday night's game against Fulham with another match report. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.